Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. I'm like a fat Brett Ford. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio, streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. Hour number three of a winner's Wednesday, rocking and rolling here as we talk SEC baseball, SEC football, and of course a little NFL discussion coming up next with David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider, DallasCowboys.com. You can follow him on Twitter at HellmanDC. Covers the Cowboys like a glove. You can get any and everything you want Dallas news-wise from David Helm. He'll be on the show next on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Just heard from Dave Bartuz. We did a little SEC football discussion. Always love talking with, with old Dave. We've been talking Mike Bianco and his future in Oxford as the Rebels await their postseason chances Giving away a $50 gift card to Bravo Broad Street and Salon Mookies. Already given one away. Todd was a winner. We're going to give another one away here in the next uh, 30 minutes. Or I guess an hour, actually. Next hour, we'll be giving away a Bravo Broad Street Salon Mookies gift card. All you got to do is text me. The Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. That's right. 601-885-3776. Your thoughts on Mike Bianco, should he return as the Ole Miss baseball head coach? And if you let me know whether or not he should return, I want to know who you cheer for so I can appropriately understand your motivations, right? I want to know what's got you. Are you saying yes because you think he's a good coach? Are you saying yes because you think he's 
a beatable coach, right? You saying no because you're an Ole Miss fan who wants more from the postseason? Are you saying no because you're a state or you know state LSU fan that wants them to stick around? I don't know. I just, I just want to hear your thoughts. 601-885-3776. We're giving away a $50 gift, gift card to Bravo, Broad Street, and Sal and Mookie's. Of course, that's Sal and Mookie's in Jackson. You can go check them out. It is a Wings Wednesday, so you can check out the Wings at Sal and Mookie's. They kill them. Gorgonzola dipping sauce. Ooh! That gets you fired up. I'm hungry now. Get some wings up in here. Go with my uh, nice Modelo. Little Modelo Especial and a, a wing with some gor- gorgonzola dipping sauce from Sal and Mookie's. Sal and Mookie's in Madison or Sal and Mookie's in Fondren. New location. Right there off I-55. It's easy to get to. I guess I said Fondren. I meant Eastover. Excuse me. I'm so used to it being down there in Fondren. It's Eastover. It's the new- I knew I was seeing the new location in my head and describing how to get there and yet said Fondren. So that's it. You know. Old habits die hard, don't they? This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Blake Scott filling in for Bow Bounds. Excited to have you along for the ride. As we mentioned, David Hellman coming up next. If you missed any of our interviews already today, Ryan Fowler was fantastic in the first hour. You want to check that out. It's on the podcast. It's there for you to pick up. Ryan talked about the Jimbo and Saban feud and maybe what's motivating Nick Saban to behave the way he's behaved in recent weeks. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting season as we await the you know, final outcome. And maybe we can't have a final outcome this year. I don't know. It's, it, you know, you've got the powerhouse Alabama Crimson Tide. They've won a title every other season, it feels like, into perpetuity at this point. Jimbo Fisher won a title in 2013 with Jameis Winston. He's done almost nothing in the SEC, but because he signed this incredible signing class, now we feel like we've got a seismic shift of power. But do we really? Georgia won on the backs of an NFL draft record defense. I, you know, the offense was was subpar. You're telling me now that, that A&M's going to be able to do the same thing? I just don't know that I believe that. You know, Alabama had to have a bad year, too, for that to work for, for Georgia. And even in a year that doesn't necessarily meet the typical expectations of Alabama Crimson Tide football, they were still in the national championship picture. I just don't know how you replicate what Georgia did and also Alabama being maybe a little down, having some injuries at the wide receiver position, having some injuries on defense, being just maybe a little sub-talented, you know, less talented than typical for an Alabama defense. I don't know. I, you're telling me that Jimbo's going to be able to recreate those that perfect storm of events? It feels unlikely, doesn't it? 
it feels unlikely that Jimbo is going to get that same turn of events. So do we really have a power shift? Do we really have teams challenging Nick Saban? Or do we have do we have a guy who beat Nick Saban one time and who signed an insane recruiting class because his NIL collective was set up before everyone else's and done better than everyone else's? I, I just don't know. I don't know that I believe that Jimbo Fisher and A&M is ready to challenge Alabama or Georgia for that matter. I don't think they have the quarterback, and I don't think they have the offense set up to do so. I'm just, I, I think that this is a lot of smoke where there's not a lot of fire. It's all fun and games. Jimbo signed this big class, and Saban's upset about it. And I think Ryan Fowler was right in one aspect of Saban is nervous. You can, I mean, they, there's no doubt because he can't control NIL and he can't control how that affects recruiting. And so I think Saban is nervous. I think Saban is 100% in a position of vulnerability for probably the first time in his career since he was at Miami in the NFL. So I do believe that Nick Saban is not hedging his bets, but he understands where the game is going. And that he's losing more and more control over the different variables in college football. But this idea that Nick Saban is being challenged by Jimbo Fisher on the field, I don't think that's accurate. They won one game. They won one game against Alabama. They were eight and four. Okay. Jimbo Fisher's program is not ready to run the gauntlet that is the SEC West. Now, maybe Max Johnson is, is the savior quarterback that they need. Maybe it's Haynes King who's on the roster. I don't know. But this idea that we're going to put all our eggs in the basket of A&M, I don't know that they've actually upset the balance of parity at the top of the SEC or the top of college football. And so it'll be interesting to see what takes place this fall and does Jimbo's A&M team actually actually get to Atlanta? Does he actually overcome the, the the hump, get through the glass ceiling, so to speak, and get to Atlanta? Because all this is, is a moot point if Jimbo can't compete for an SEC title and a national title. We'll see. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds Show, powered by Fleetway Market. Fuel up at Fleetway, whether you're on the way to Startville or Oxford. The hunting camp, the lake, you're just bebopping around town, taking the kids to practice, whatever it is you're doing. Fuel up at Fleetway Market. You can fuel up the engine. You can also fuel up yourself. Great craft beer selections. The Market Cafe in Gluckstadt has fantastic southern foods. Fuel up at Fleetway Market. David Hellman, Cowboys Insider, coming up next on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. 
you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation, this is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Press the button, my friend. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio, streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. The Out of Bounds Show, brought to you, of course, by Madison Ridgeland Academy, MRA Sports, excelling on the field and in the classroom, MRA Pats, Madison Ridgeland Academy. Schedule your tour today. Go check out what Ross Haley and the crew are doing at Madison Ridgeland Academy. Patriots have been dominating on the football field and the basketball court for some time now. And, of course, in the classroom. Out of Bounds show powered by Madison Ridgeland Academy. Blake Scott filling in for Bo Bounds. Efforting David Hellman. We're going to see if we can get him on here in just one second. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. When you're running the show one man, that's what you do. you got to... Yeah, take a quick second to answer the phone. David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys Insider 247. Oh, not 247. <laughs> Let me reset. DallasCowboys.com, Dallas Cowboys Insider David Hellman on the Corona Premier Guest Line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. David, I wanted to jump on, uh, have you jump on the show real quick. Just wanted to talk about the Cowboys offseason. We're now a couple weeks removed from the draft. Most of the rookies are getting signed up, and things are heading in one clear direction. Uh, what is the tenement, what's the temperature of things at the star as the Cowboys head into uh, this next year with Mike McCarthy? I think that's an interesting way to phrase it because I think, I mean, I think the temperature at the star is business as usual. I mean, OTAs start up this week, actually. Uh, We're going to the first open one to the media here in the next little bit or uh, later this morning. I think it's business as usual for the Cowboys themselves, um, as far as the people who care about the Cowboys, I think it's really interesting. I think um, I think there's a lot of frustration around this fan base and, and the people that follow the Cowboys. I think there's a sentiment among fans and, and media that um, this team hasn't done a whole lot to improve itself from the team that, that got embarrassed in the playoffs uh, this past January. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see who's right about that because I think um, – this is this is about as down as I can remember fans and media being on the Cowboys in the last decade. Um, but I don't think the Cowboys feel that way. Or if they are, if they do, they're doing a good job of hiding it. Um, so, like I said, I think uh, it'll it'll be fun to see whose assessment of where this team stands is the correct one. Yeah, David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys Insider, DallasCowboys.com on the Corona Premier Guest Line. This is the Out of Bounds Show. What do you feel? they did this offseason to get better because I think that is an interesting point that you bring up and that seems to be the big sentiment is that you let Amari Cooper leave 
you don't make big signings in free agency or really any signings in free agency. And the draft perhaps didn't come with the C.D. Lamb flashy playmaker land uh, in the top of the draft. So, so what did Dallas do to be a better football team in 2022? Um, I mean, I don't think they did anything. That's, I mean, I'm one of those people. I don't think this team has improved from where it was in January. Um, that, I mean, that's, that's just the bottom line if you're asking for my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you let, you let an all-pro caliber receiver and Amari Cooper walk out the door. Uh, things fall apart with Randy Gregory, who, who's not an all-pro, but is certainly an incredibly productive pass rusher. Um, you know, they've, they've brought in some guys, but to your point, I, I, sitting here in May, I'm not convinced that, that most of those signings are improvements over what they had. Uh, so really, they're putting a lot of hope and faith in their ability to draft players. And to their credit, they are very good at it. You mentioned C.D. Lamb. They found Micah Parsons as well. I think they would tell you that not only do they expect last year's draft class to continue to grow and improve, but but they think they've hit another home run with this draft class, whether it's Tyler Smith, the left guard, whether it's Sam Williams, the defensive end. Um, I just, you know, I've covered this team for 10 years at this point, and I think it's optimistic to assume you're going to get crazy contributions all through your draft class right away. Yeah, you might get one or two guys. Um, I think it's overly optimistic to hope for more than that. And I think that's what the Cowboys are doing. So happy to be proven wrong, but I don't think this is a better team. Yeah, David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider on the Corona Premier Guest Line. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, You're right. I think that this idea that drafting is going to secure the positions that you need and and you're going to be able to solidify each spot on your team. Um, that's ludicrous and asinine. If you look at the best teams in, college, in in the NFL over the last few years, most of them are utilizing the free agency window in some level to find a playmaker or a difference maker on either side of the football. Dallas continues to refuse to do that. You know, as well as I do, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Is there any reason to expect a different result from the Cowboys if they continue to do the same thing over and over? Um, I mean, like I said, there's, there's always the possibility that we will all be proven wrong. And I mean, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones loves to bring this up. I mean, maybe people weren't down on the Micah Parsons decision, but I I don't think anybody was overly, no, nobody was expecting him to completely change their defense as a rookie. I mean, that's fair to say. And, And he absolutely did. He established himself as, one of the best young defenders in the league. And so that's what the Cowboys point to. And like I said, they're confident that they've got another guy or two like that in this draft class. And maybe they do. Um, but to your point, I mean, if, if something's going to change, it's just going to take um, hitting on these picks to an unfathomably successful degree. Um, it's not to say it's impossible, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the trend's, and what we see around the NFL in terms of successful team building suggests you've got to do more than just hope you hit on your draft picks. And the problem is I look at it almost like, um, almost like an assembly line, which is to say, like, by the time one group of young players is ready to be mm-hmm. stars and contribute, yep. you're losing another group. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, you, you lose Byron Jones to free agency. You lose Randy Gregory to free agency. You trade Amari Cooper because you don't like the way his contract is structured. Um, so, you know, it's 
it's like as soon as you get one thing shored up, you're losing the other thing. And I just don't think you can keep a lid on all of that simply by drafting players. The Cowboys clearly disagree. Um, and so maybe one one year they will prove us wrong. But to this point, it hasn't happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you wholeheartedly. You just can't fill all the holes in the boat, so to speak. That's why free agency is there. There's a reason the tool is available for you to use. Um, it's unfortunate that they don't use it. David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys Insider, DallasCowboys.com. On the Corona Premier Guest Line, this is the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, real quick, I got probably 60 seconds, 90 seconds. Dak Prescott, where is his health? Where is his you know body heading into this season? Because you know he, he comes over the ankle injury, which was gruesome, but then deals with a calf-shoulder combination all last year. Where is Dak Prescott? Every indication I've been given is that he's great. I mean... And and it seems like, you know, this is this is pretty classic Dak. I mean, he, he seems like he's been all business this offseason. I think the way last season ended really affected him. Uh, it seems like he's been grinding. I mean, he was insisting during the season that the calf wasn't bothering him. So I would imagine four months later, he's fine. Um, he's been working out. And like I said, we'll get our um, we'll get our first look at him later today uh, with OTA starting. But I mean, I, I expect him to be full steam ahead. There you go. David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider on the Corona Premier Guest Line on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. As always, David, we appreciate your time uh, talking a little Cowboys, and I'm sure we will bring you back as we continue to creep closer to another great NFL season. Can't wait, man. Anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you, David. David Hellman at HellmanDC on Twitter, at HellmanDC on Twitter. Uh, he's a fantastic follow throughout the season for you NFL and Cowboys fans. David Hellman on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live in the Bank Plus Studio, SEC Insider Hit. Coming up next, hope you've enjoyed this Winner's Wednesday. you got 20, 20 more minutes. Send in your thoughts on Mike Bianco, Ole Miss Baseball, on the NFL, Dallas Cowboys, anything and everything. We're giving away a $50 gift card to Bravo, Broad Street, and Sal and Mookie's. That's right, the wings at Sal and Mookie's great option on a wings wednesday or you can head over to roosevelt's at live oaks golf club that's right roosevelt's at live oaks golf club tell them we sent you get some onion rings some fried chicken maybe some philly cheesesteak or a big old cheeseburger whatever it is you like roosevelt's has you covered for that southern home-cooked meal roosevelt's at live oaks golf club sec insider hit coming up next with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the SEC Insider Hit. And it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. SEC Insider Hit, powered by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. You heard the man. It's good to be blue. BCBS MS. Check them out. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. And we go to the Corona Premier Guest Line. We're going to welcome in WWL Radio TV Insider, straight out of New Orleans, Mike Detillier on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Mike's been covering LSU and the Saints. We're going to focus on the Tigers to start Mike's been covering LSU for a long time, including the Saban tenure, which included, of course, the Jimbo Fisher tenure. And with the latest out of both College Station and Tuscaloosa over the last week, thought we'd bring Mike on and start with the hottest topic in the SEC. So, Mike, you've seen both sides. You watched them work together uh, you know, 20 years ago, almost now at this point. What was your initial reaction First, when Nick Saban made his comment at a public event um, where he's kind of raising money for funds, and then Jimbo's press conference afterwards. Well, I've seen Saban um, kind of blow the gaskets before, okay? Um, And, you know, it's just something that goes off on him at times. It surprised me uh, that he said it publicly. Not that he would say it privately, but... Well, publicly is another story because, you know, there's a certain code amongst coaches. You deal with your business and I deal with mine, and you don't interfere with what I'm doing. And uh, I haven't seen anything like that. I read about it. Joe Valachi ratted out the mob back in the 60s uh, to Congress. (laughs) And that's what it basically was. You know, Saban going off you know, on Jimbo, on the fact that Texas A&M had a better setup for name, image, likeness than what he did. He was playing to his crowd, okay, that, hey, you guys, y'all better wake up <laughs> because what's happening there at A&M, uh, we've got to compete against that. So it surprised me uh, that Nick would publicly say it. Uh, because you rarely hear coaches come out and go after another coach for doing the same thing they're doing, the exact same thing that they're doing. Um, The Pittsburgh coach uh, said it subtly that he was upset with what Lincoln Riley was doing Mm -hmm. going after his star receiver. And... um, (laughs) Uh, but, you know, he didn't really beat the drum about it, as certainly to the extent that what Nick did. Uh, Jimbo's response was, was no surprise. Uh, Jimbo's highly emotional, uh, <laughs> and um, he was going to respond right back to it, and he felt Nick gave him the sword. And so this was his plea to other recruits. Nick Saban saying y'all shouldn't get any money. 
And for a certain, okay, people heard that. Nick, you know, I'm against it. They're paying, they're, they're paying their recruits. Okay, there is a certain deal going exactly the same way what you're doing at Alabama, but you're criticizing Jimbo. So Jimbo was smart to do this. Now, I think he's taking it way beyond now. But he played to the recruits and their families that, oh, the greatest coach in college football, he can make all he can make ten, eleven million dollars. He can do all these commercials for Aflac and everybody else, but he doesn't want you to reap any benefits that you're doing out on the field. Hmm. See, I knew that was gonna be Jimbo's angle. That now he's pl- he's not playing to the guys today. He's playing to his next group of, of recruits. And he knows who he's in competition with. So, but he's taking it now to a way to another angle. And he did that interview out in San Antonio where he really ramped it up. But you seeing the emotions of both guys. I saw it here at, uh, it, when he both were in Baton Rouge. And they're very much constructed the same way in that there are times where the emotions of one another get the best of them. And we we saw it, and, and it was a lot of ugliness between the two of them. That did give us a lot to talk about, and oh, now yeah. we got this to talk about all the way up until they, they kick off the first game uh, in, in August. It'll be, uh, it'll be talked about until they meet each other in October. Um, yeah, but I think it'll cool because – the one thing in college football, and Les Miles told me this, and it's one of the few things Les was actually uh, coherent about that I agreed with. Because sometimes you would ask Les a question, and he would start talking to you, and you weren't sure what the hell he was talking about. You know, uh, <laughs> it wasn't what you brought up. He was talking, he wanted to talk on, on his particular deal. But he did tell me that, you know, the, one of the worst things in college football is this really long off season that he says, you know, the season's so short when you consider September, October, November, and maybe you're creeping up into the first couple of days of December and it's over. Mm-hmm. So he says, okay. Uh, so if you're in a bowl game, you, you got a couple of weeks and then you played a bowl game, whatever. But he says, just, just think about comparing that to college basketball, where you start in October and you don't finish until March or April. But compared to college baseball, you know, where, you know, you starting, what, in February and you got March, April, May, and into June. Mm-hmm. And then you, he said, you know, college football is so short. And he did bring up the fact that I think any little thing that goes wrong will be magnified for four times. He, and uh, listen, I'll be honest with you. Les was right about that. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the few things that, you know, in, in talking to him about certain things, I, I got where he was coming from. I really got it where he was going at uh, with this deal. So I think once the season kicks off, it, it, it'll somewhat temper down until Alabama plays A&M again, mm-hmm. and then it'll ramp up. But um, well, I was I was surprised Nick made that comment 
publicly. Yes, correct. Because there is a certain line in the sand for coaches of, I'm going to mind my own business and you mind yours. And and he crossed the line there. Yeah, it's the uh, unwritten getting, rule. It's the unwritten rule. They, it's in every locker room. You don't you don't talk about another man's money. You don't talk about another coach's decisions. It's just not what you do. And so I thought yeah. it was. I thought that Saban definitely made a mistake. I thought Jimbo did a great job pitching two recruits, like you said. But here's what I thought was interesting. He went very personal with his responses at Saban specifically, right? And so I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I, I just thought, thought this was a very interesting comment to make because it was so unnecessarily added, right? He made the comment that when you coach under Bobby Bowden, you learn how to do things right. And when you coach under other people, you learn how to do things wrong. Obviously, he's referencing his time under Saban versus then leaving LSU and going to Florida State. Was there any indicator when you were covering them or anyone else for that matter, that Jimbo was unhappy with how the things were being done at LSU, not how Saban was working him necessarily or their relationship, but this whole idea that Saban was doing the wrong thing and Jimbo was adamantly against that. Uh, he never said it. Now he, he's one of the few assistant coaches uh, that uh, he was open about, Hey, listen, you want me on, you just give me a call. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do shows. And Nick did not stop him from doing shows with us on WWL. Jimbo was a regular. Uh, he never indicated that at times uh, I've had sort of one-on-one -on -one with him. He has never said that throughout the years. And we've met numerous times. He has never brought that up. Now, they differed on how to do things. Uh, that part, yes, uh, that he he felt that maybe Nick had pushed the boundaries quite extensively. But I, I never heard him complain about the way Nick handled his business. It was maybe how he handled people. There's a difference, how he handled people and how he handled his business. I never heard it. He did talk glowingly of Bobby Bowden. Uh, and that, that is something that's always been a part of him. He, he's really spoke highly of, of coach Bowden. Uh, I think if there was any negative, I think he maybe felt that Nick being in that pressure cooker of the SEC and they had, they had paid him a lot of money to leave Michigan state to come to LSU. He had pu he pushed everybody to the brink. He really did. And, and coaches were coming and going pretty quickly. And he stayed. He, he did stay. But some of those coaches stayed with him when he left, and he joined the Dolphins. So I think it was not necessarily how Nick did things in recruiting and the structure of it or anything else. It was maybe how he treated certain uh, – uh, how he treated everybody. Because the one thing with Nick, he was an equal opportunity uh, ass eater. I mean, to be honest with you, he, he was going to jump you uh, no matter what and who you were. And it, that didn't matter if you were a player or a coach. He was going to jump you. So you, you, get, you got used of it. That was the way he was going to be. But 
I never heard Coach Fisher ever say anything negative about how Nick was running LSU. And throughout the years, I've never heard him say anything negative about how Saban was running University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. And we've met numerous times. And and he had ample opportunity to one-on-one that with me if he'd have wanted to. But he, he never breached that. I think he felt as though Nick kind of stepped on, on across the line um, that he shouldn't have crossed, and then it set him off like a firecracker. Yeah. And then, he you know, he pulls Dion involved with it. Okay, not only is he going after him, but he's going after Dion and Jackson State, which makes no sense to me, Mike. And that's and that brings up the second part of this, which we focused a lot on Jimbo's response, and rightfully so because it was the, you know, flaming, scathing audio. Right, that was you know Saban's was sixty seconds, Jimbo's was ten minutes, but I think the piece that is interesting to me is what motivates someone like Nick Saban in his position, in his time period of where he is in his career, to say this. This is almost like throwing the gasoline on the floor right before you light the match and walk out the front door for the last time, right? I think what this is, this was his, I think in his own mind, he thought this out. It just didn't come out of him. But something during that day set him off. Now, again, I've been around him. I've done junkets with him and been around him. It don't take much sometimes, okay, uh, to, to get the valves clicking. And I think he was playing to the crowd of, hey, if you guys don't understand what's going on, I'm going to explain it to you, and we need to do a better job with this name, image, likeness, setup. And that that's the crowd he was playing to. Uh, to that Alabama crowd. It had nothing to do with anything else. But he crossed the line being personal with Texas A&M, Fisher, Dion, Jackson State. And that is something you rarely ever have seen in college sports at all. Mm-hmm. There's been dislike amongst coaches and privately they have told you things about other coaches. Uh, but, man, to do it publicly, and for Nick to be the one to do it, that was the surprise to me. That's what's so now, interesting If to he's me. the czar of, co- of college football, I get it. Okay, if, you, if you're running the NCAA, I get it. But you're not. You're the head coach at Alabama. Mm-hmm. That there's a difference there, and uh, I think that's what set off a, two very emotional guys, and because Nick is, and so is Jimbo. You know, the coolest one of the bunch was Dion. He he handled it as well as anybody. But he comes from the best position, Mike, and I think it's because. For Dion and Jackson State, everyone hears Nick Saban say something about A&M, and, you know, I guess because of their relationship with Jimbo and the fact that it's two SEC West teams and they're actually competing now on more of a level playing field than ever before, it's still not level, but it's more level than it's ever been for A&M in Alabama, 
J- Jackson State's this weird third-party innocent bystander, and everyone's going, who cares about Jackson State football? Why are you talking? You're Alabama. Why is Jackson State and Dion even in your mouth? Yeah, that that was the other part that sort of surprised me, too. Now, again, is Nick thinking about, well, man, if things go south in in Tallahassee, I might be having to go up against, now even though they're different conferences, I might have to be going up against Dion mm-hmm. if he becomes the head coach at Florida State in recruiting. So, you know, one thing with Nick, he's pretty calculated about what he's what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. Uh, but, uh, again, it, it was really a surprise to me. No one Nick the way I have throughout the years, and not that I, I know him very well today, but when he was here, uh, we saw bits and pieces of that very emotional, hot-headed Nick Saban. And he was on a journey uh, to win LSU a national championship. And that that was his deal, that he was going to win it, uh, you know, one way or another. And, and he got it done. But there were times that you wondered a little bit, you know, how he handled – and you heard it from players, you heard it from assistants, uh, his really pushed it a brink theory uh, that uh, I guess today he still does. Now, again, this is a much younger Nick Saban uh, than what you're talking about today. Yeah. But, man, uh, I, I think what his biggest fear is, because I think if everybody was truthful and you said, okay, Name me the team in the SEC you fear the most uh, that could potentially catch Alabama over the next five to seven years if everything goes right for them. I I bet you every SEC coach would say Texas Mm A&M because of the money, because of the facilities, the players in the state of Texas, uh, proximity of crossing over, and grabbing guys from Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma is real simple. You know, it's not a long run for them. And with a talent base like what they have in Texas, I think there's a great fear of that. And and I've been told that by more than one head coach in the SEC, that if it ever was right and everything was right, A&M would be a very feared team because of the setup. Yeah. And I think Nick starts to see it now. Not only is it to his east, you know, in Georgia, but it's also now to his west. Here's my question I'll ask you. LSU wins the national championship in 2019, maybe the greatest season ever uh, for a one-year one run. Did you ever hear him really talk nope. anything close that way about no. LSU? Because no. he knew it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Because he knew who the coach was. Yeah, and I think he he knew enough about the setup at LSU mm-hmm. that it wasn't just Coach O. I, I think he knew there were some things bubbling in the background yeah. that w- also was going to help uh, that situation also. He didn't react that way about LSU. Not at all. It was like a comet that had passed in the night. Yeah, but he's oh, always been yeah. he's always been at edges with Kirby at Georgia, and now he's clearly at odds with Jimbo Fisher at A and M. We're talking to Mike Detillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. 
on the Corona Premier Guest Line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, let me ask you this then, Mike, to piggyback off of this. Is Saban's demonstrative attitude in part more because he understands that he's got less time and secondly because, as you just mentioned, the ironic nature of him asking about parity, there's never parity in college football, but it does seem like there's maybe a few more halves in the conversation in the SEC than have recently been. Is that your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, parody is a pipe dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on. Uh, that that's ridiculous. Him talk him talking about parody. Okay, this is the same guy in his first press conference uh, at LSU talked about one of the big reasons he took the job at LSU was the fact that LSU was the big dog in the state, and that when he was at Michigan State, that wasn't going to be the case. Okay, so he's talking about parody. And he's not, you know, and then he uses it as an excuse or a reason, one of the reasons he left Michigan State to come to LSU. So, so he uses it when he needs to. It's, uh, you know, that, that's just the way it is uh, with him. So the parody part, he's, he's just whistling in the wind. There's always going to be the halves and the half knots. Uh, in co- in college sports, that's all. now some of the names may change, and what's interesting is who has really jumped in feet first with the name, image, likeness deals have been teams that have a fervent fan base. They have people with money that back them, and they want to win, and they don't understand why they're not winning now. When you look at Texas A&M, Texas, USC, Tennessee, Nebraska, they all have that same element in place, every one of them, where they got money, they got a fervent fan base, they have a situation where they want to win now, (laughs) they got a certain alumni part that don't understand why they're not playing for a national championship every year. And so their setup for name, image, likeness was ahead of a lot of other people. And and Nick doesn't like the fact that now money and alumni get involved are now heavily involved with some of those other programs. Mm-hmm. He sees it just like I see it, and everybody else sees it who covers college football, that, you know, it has sort of stoked that base. Now, can those schools piece it together, and will it be sustainable? That will, That's the other part. The thing that's made Nick unbelievable is he's been sustainable throughout all that time yeah. where he's – cursed and stomped his feet and screamed about every little change in college football since he took over at Alabama. Yeah, no, it's it's the longevity of success is interesting, but I think, like you said, he becomes more demonstrative as he sees that window getting smaller and smaller. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans on the Corona Premier Guest Line. As always, Mike, incredible stuff. We appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. We'll see Mike next week, Tuesday at 830. It's always a good time with Mike Dettelier. On the Corona Premier guest line, I mean, mm, 
the drama. It goes back decades. Jimbo and Saban. What's next? Who Who's going to say the next dumb thing? Gosh, I love this sport. Hour three coming up next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.